0: Essay thirty two of Shandy Gaff by Christopher Morley, this Librivox recording is in the public domain. Essay thirty two Unhealthy On Saturday afternoons, Titania and I always have an adventure. On Sundays we stay at home and dutifully read manuscripts I am the obscure creature known as a publisher's reader, but Saturday post meridium is a golden track of time wherein we wander as we list. The 35th Street entrance to Macquarie's has long been hallowed as our Stelldichein. We meet there at one o'clock. That is to say, I arrive at 12.59, and spend fifteen minutes in most animated reflection. There is plenty to think about. One may stand between the outer and inner lines of glass doors, and watch the queer little creatures that come tumbling out of the cloak-and-suit factory across the street or one may stand inside the store on a kind of terrace beneath pineapple-shaped arc lights looking down upon the bustle of women on the main floor best of all one may stroll along the ornate gallery to one side where all sorts and conditions of ladies wait for the other ladies who have promised to meet them at one o'clock they divide their time between examining the mahogany victroli and deciding what kind of Sunday they will have for lunch a very genteel old gentleman with white hair and long morning coat and an air of perpetual irritation is in charge of this social gallery he wears the queer soft flat-soled boots that are suggestive of corns there is an information bureau there where one may learn everything except the time one may expect one's wife to arrive but I have learned a valuable subterfuge. If I am waiting for Titania, and beginning to despair of her arrival, I have only to go to a telephone to call her up. As soon as I have put the nickel in, she is sure to appear. Nowadays I save the nickel by going into a booth and pretending to telephone. Sure enough, at one fourteen Ingersoll time, in she trots. We have a jargon of our own. "'Eye polishers?' say I yes says titania but there was a block at 42nd street i am so sorry grump eye polishers is our term for the fifth avenue buses because riding on them makes titania's eyes so bright more widely the word connotes anything that produces that desirable result such as bunches of violets lavender peddlers tea at mary elizabeth spring millinery or finding sixpence in her shoe this last is a rite suggested by the old song and though maids sweep their hearths no less than they were wont to do yet who doth now for cleanliness find sixpence in her shoe a bright doon does very well as a sixpenny piece we always lunch at moretti's on saturday it is the recognized beginning of an adventure the moretti lunch has advanced from a quarter to thirty cents i am sorry to say but this is readily compensated by the grump buying sweet caparals instead of something turkish a packet of cigarettes is another curtain raiser for an adventure on other days publisher's readers smoke pipes but on saturdays cigarettes are possible antipasto no thanks minestrone or consomme two minestrone two prime ribs ice cream and coffee red wine please that is the formula we have eaten the old reliable moretti lunch so often that the routine has become a ritual oh excellent savour of the moretti basement compounded of warmth a pungent puri of smells and the jangle of thick china how diverting it is the franc terreur in charge of the wine-bin watches us complacently from his counter where he sits flanked by flasks of hoboken chianti and a case of brittle cigars how good moretti's minestrone tastes to the unsophisticated tongue what though it be only an ezoic extract of intense potato dimly tinked with sargasso and macaroni it has a pleasing warmth and bulk is it not the prelude to an adventure?" Well, where shall we go to-day? No two explorers dickering over azimuth and dead reckoning could discuss latitude and longitude more earnestly than Titania and I argue our possible courses. Generally, however, she leaves it to me to chart the journey. That gives me the pride of conductor and her the pleasure of being surprised. According to our Mercator's projection, which duly wrapped in a waterproof envelope we always carry on our adventures, there was a little known region lying nor nor west of Blackwell's Island and plotted on the map as East River Park. I had heard of this as a picturesque and old fashioned territory, comparatively free from footpads and lying near such places as Astoria and Hellgate we laid a romantic course due east along thirty-fifth street titania humming a little snatch from an english music-hall song that once amused us my old man's a fireman now what do you think of that he wears go breeches and a little go hat she always quotes this to me when she says i wear my hat too far on the back of my head the cross slope of murray hill drops steeply downward after one leaves madison avenue we dipped into a region that has always been very fascinating to me under the roaring l past dingy saloons animal shops tinsmiths and painless dentists past the old dismantled manhattan hospital the taste of spring is in the air one of the dentists was having his sign regilded a huge four-pronged grinder as big as mcteague's in frank norris's story Oysters going out, the new brew of Bach beer coming in. So do the saloons mark the vernal equinox. A huge green chalet built on stilts, with two tiers of trains rumbling by, is the L station at 34th Street and 2nd Avenue. A cutting wind blew from the East River only two blocks away. I paid two nickels and we got into the front car of the northbound train. Until Titania and I attain the final glory of riding in an aeroplane or ascend Jacob's ladder, there never will be anything so thrilling as soaring over the house-tops in the Second Avenue L rocking racketing roaring over those crazy trestles now a glimpse of the leaden river to the east now a peep of church spires and skyscrapers on the west and the dingy imitation lace curtains of the third-story windows flashing by like a recurring pattern it is a voyage of romance did you ever stand at the front door of an elevated train watching the track stretch far ahead toward the bronx and the little green stations slipping nearer and nearer the subway is a black bellowing horror the bus a swaying jolty start and stop bruising your knees against the seat in front but the l swings you up and over the housetops smooth and sheer and swift we descended at eighty-sixth street and found ourselves in a new world a broad dingy street lined by shabby brown houses and push-button apartments led in a gentle descent toward the river the neighborhood was noisy quarrelsome and dirty after a long bitter march the thaw had come at last the street was viscous with slime the melting snow lay in grayish piles along the curbs small boys on each side of the street were pelting sodden snowballs which spattered around us as we walked down the pavement but after two blocks things changed suddenly the trolley swung round at a right angle up avenue a and the last block of eighty-sixth street showed the benefit of this manoeuvre the houses grew neat and respectable a little side street branching off to the left not recorded by mercator revealed some quaint cottages with gables and shuttered windows so mid-victorian that my literary heart leaped and i dreamed at once of locating a novel in this fascinating spot and then we rounded the corner and saw the little park it was a bit of old chelsea nothing less titania clapped her hands and i lit my pipe in gratification beside us was a row of little houses of warm red brick with peaked mansard roofs and cosy bay windows and polished door-knockers in front of them was the lumpy little park cut up into irregular hills where children were flying kites and beyond that an embankment and the river in a dim wet mist there was blackwell's island and a sailing barge slipping by in the distance we could see the colossal span of the new hellgate bridge with the journalist's instinct for superlatives, I told Titania it was the largest single span in the world. I wonder if it is. As to that, I know not. But it was the river that lured us. On the embankment, we found benches and sat down to admire the scene. It was as picturesque as Battersea in Whistler's mistiest days. A ferry boat crossing to Astoria hooted musically through the haze tugs puffing up past blackwell's island into the harlem river replied with mellow blasts the pungent tang of the east river tickled our nostrils and all my old ambition to be a tugboat captain returned and then trouble began just as i was planning how we might bilk our landlord on long island and move all our belongings to this delicious spot gradually draw our fins around us and make east end avenue the cheney walk of new york we might even import an english imagist poet to lend cachet to the coterie i saw by titania's face that something was wrong i pressed her for the reason of her frown she thought the region was unhealthy now when titania thinks that a place is unhealthy no further argument is possible just on what data she bases these deductions i have never been able to learn i think she can tell by the shape of the houses or the lush quality of the foliage or the fact that the garbage men collect from the front instead of from the back but however she arrives at the conclusion it is immutable any place that i think is peculiarly amusing or quaint or picturesque titania thinks unhealthy sometimes i can see it coming we are on our way to mulberry bend or the bowery or farish's chop house i see her brow begin to pucker do you feel as though it is going to be unhealthy i asked anxiously if she does there is nothing for it but to clutch at the nearest subway station and hurry up to grant's tomb in that bracing ether her spirits revive so it was on this afternoon my utopian vision of a chelsea in new york outdoing the grimy salons of greenwich village fell in splinters at the bottom of my mind sadly i looked upon the old carl schurz mansion on the hill and we departed for the airy plateaus of central park desperately i pointed to the fading charms of east river park the convent around the corner the hokey pokey cart by the curbstone i shall never be a tugboat captain it isn't healthy. End of Essay 32